All of it is supported by Missouri, makers of handcrafted jewelry that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Missouri has you covered. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Two years ago to the day, on March 24th, students, including survivors of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting in Parkland, Florida, led the March for Our Lives in Washington, D.C., where they called for new gun legislation with the hope of preventing school shootings. One of our next guests gave a speech at that event. Sam Fuentes was hospitalized after being shot in both legs and catching shrapnel in her cheek and her eye during the Parkland shooting. But just a month later, she was up on stage in front of an audience of more than 200,000 people and many more tuning in around the country and the world. Now, if you were there or watched that event on TV that day, you may remember Fuentes as the speaker. She got sick on stage, and she still returned to finish her speech, giving us this all-time great line in the history of public speaking. I just threw up on international television, and it feels great! Forget your size and colors. Let's save one another. Use efficient regulation that doesn't make any exception. Close the cracks and loopholes with thorough background checks and psychological evaluation. Protect our schools like we do our other government establishments. Use security protocol and methods that are efficient. And one more request. Listen. Sam's story and those of her classmates and the other young people involved in the movement are told in the documentary, Us Kids. The film would have been shown at South by Southwest this year before the festival was canceled. So today we're shining a light on it and we're talking about it for our ongoing series, South by South of Houston. Director Kim Schneider, who also directed the Peabody winning documentary, Newtown. Us Kids follow Sam Fuentes and her peers like Emma Gonzalez, David Hogg, and Cameron Kasky as they deal with the aftermath and the reverberations of the Parkland shooting. We see the students go to the March for Our Lives and then on their national tour, Road to Change. The documentary also includes recent interviews with the subjects as they reflect on the historic last two years of their lives. Kim, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. And Sam, thank you so much for joining us as well. Oh yeah, it's great to be here. So, Kim, the, the story of Parkland's been told in so many different formats and so many variety of angles. Now, as a filmmaker, what story did you want to pursue that you really you realized really hadn't been examined yet? Well, after after uh, making Newtown, what really stuck with us was the idea of, of, a, of a nation of traumatized youth. And honestly, sitting where we're now sitting in the midst of the most urgent world health crisis of our lifetimes, it's 
it's hard to think about anything else. But I think us kids ultimately is a it's a coming of age story about a generation that uh, rose up and you know took charge and got stuff done. And now I think sitting where we're now sitting, we need to keep more than ever keep them healthy, safe, and engaged. And the film was really intended to show. Um, their trajectory over a year, their courage, resilience, and unwavering determination to mobilize it. I mean, they pulled off the largest, uh, the, the clip you just played, largest youth pro- protest since the Vietnam War, and they got that done in weeks. So they know a thing or two about getting stuff done, and they also know a lot about trauma, and we're very uh, dedicated to working with the movement to um, to team with them on uh, a new initiative they have to help teens right now deal with uh, anxiety and trauma around all these these, these these horrible issues we're facing. So, Kim, when did you start working on the documentary, and what were those first few days like? Oddly, for a lot of uh, unforeseen reasons, I was in Florida working on another project when um, the Parkland shooting happened, and I found myself on the steps of the Capitol in Tallahassee when the first busloads of kids came up from Parkland to demand change of their own state. So that was really the birth of the movement, and I was there in those days, and then because of the history with Newtown, um, I went down there and started to really forge trust with the community and with, um, you know, started to to meet Sam and some of the others, and over time um, Sam and I have forged um, what I call a collaboration. It's really a film that is... Um, Sam, let me get you in here in this conversation. So there's a through line throughout the doc about the media and how the media handled the story and how the media engaged with your community, with the Parkland community. Uh, Some of it is unflattering, rightly so. Um, Sam, why did you decide to take part in this particular project? Well, like Aggie said, a lot of what the media captured was this polarized, glamorized version of the event that it happened with, this idea that we were stronger than this, this idea that we had an idea of what we were going to do. But the truth was, this film shed light on something that I know that the media didn't touch, which was like the trauma piece of it, the vulnerability, mm-hmm. the pain, the, the the shared uncertainty and fear and doubt that a community goes through, and not just a community, but a country goes through when a tragedy like this occurs. And this idea of what trauma, how trauma influences a person when it comes to making a decision and, and, and really creating a cause and how that cause becomes. And I think they really miss that idea of a lot of what, what we do is because we have to do it, because so we're so disheartened and so outraged by the state of the world that there's nothing else but to turn our trauma into action. And if not, then we sit just like everyone else does in complacency and indifference. And I feel that a lot of times... People want to politicize our stories. But the truth is, is this, this is just an honest reflection of, of what this does to the youth and to a, a generation that is, that is brought up and nurtured by fear and uncertainty and doubt. And the relationship that has between an individual and really, you know, the rest of the world and how much they really miss when it comes to our stories. And, I, and that's a big reason I collaborated on it, because of the authenticity and the transparency that this film has that the media often doesn't um, capture correctly. Yeah, one of the things I found so interesting and 
really informative and just engaging was your story of why you got sick on stage at the March for Lives. Because I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe she's frightened or maybe she's nervous. But you really had a moment of true anxiety and panic and being in a big, open public space. Would you share a little bit of that with, with my audience, what was going through your head when you were sitting up, standing up there? moment I had found this new terror, uh, a new possibility that I hadn't considered that would frighten me. And I hadn't really been able to mentally prepare for that because all my life I could put myself through situations like that all the time. I could be around large groups of people, but in that first moment, it was the first time I'd ever been exposed to a large crowd of people like that um, since the shooting. And I hadn't realized that that would have been a trigger for me because I was so strung up on this idea that I had a mission to fulfill mm-hmm. and accomplish. And that seemed to be a lot more important, um, than anything I had going on. I hadn't considered how it would affect me. And, and so in, in a, in a trauma kind of way, I was, I was terrified and I was, I was brought back to a place that I didn't want to be mentally in that moment when I was trying to do something else. Um, and so in the beginning, I really didn't have a lot of control of my own narrative and my own story because really trauma took the reins on all of my decisions in my life for a while because I hadn't realized that when you go through something like this and you have such a horrific moment like stamped into your mind, it affects the way that, you're, that you function, your personality, the character that you've become. And I hadn't considered that in that moment. And so through this journey working with us kids and March for Our Lives, I had the ability to kind of control my story and, and be the person who was the person who delivered it authentically without it scaring the complete, you know, crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> my guests are Sam Fuentes and Kim Schneider. We're talking about their new film, Us Kids. So, Kim, there's this moment when Emma Gonzalez says to the camera, you know, this national tour was important, but it was really a l- somewhat unhealthy for them as kids. How, how could you see the toll that it was taking, all that public speaking, all the advocacy, all the being out there in front when they're teenagers, when they really are going through that, as you said, this coming of age is really pivotal time in their lives? Yeah, I mean, I think that is the point of the film and what long-form docs can do um, is they were 17-year-olds for the most part going through all those those normal challenges and here they were thrust into uh, doing so in the midst of PTSD that was profound and trying to change the world and being besieged by the media every minute. And it was just remarkable to watch them day in and day out do their homework on this bus. You know, they traveled across the country to learn in each city about local gun laws. And um, it was exhausting. It was they did not set out in the beginning to become celebritized or famous. They truly, uh, as Sam said, rose up to, in a sense, avenge the deaths of friends and people that, in the case of Sam, she saw murdered in front of her um, to try to affect change that, that hadn't been happening. So it was um, humbling, and um, there was no way for me to see it than utterly heroic. And I think sometimes the news you know, just sort of showed this sort of celebritized side, but they were burnt out. Um, there were mental health uh, repercussions and sacrifices that they were consciously making 
um, as they did that. And I think uh, they were always, I mean, it's just everything now is through this new lens of where we're sitting for me as I watch my own film again. And this critical connection of it being a public health issue, gun mm-hmm. violence for them, being and not being a, a uh, partisan issue was something they said as we went through Texas. And I feel like moving beyond that for the purpose of just saving lives, that message is now even more paramount. We're hearing it every day on shows like yours. And um, I just really respect and, and want to continue to uh, work with them. They just started to, they just initiating today something called Our Power. And they did uh, tell, tell the kids I would, I would make sure people uh, could, could find out on their website, March for Our Lives, or, or text at 954-954 to learn more because it's about giving tools um, to other teens from teens, from the voices of teens, about how to transform trauma and anxiety they may be having into change and to train, and train them on, also on organizing because they know that although right now, especially as New Yorkers, our full focus is on saving lives, um, it is critical that we look eight months down the line simultaneously and to mobilize these young people who've proven they, they know how to get stuff done. And in some ways right now, my young friends like Sam, they're more resilient than me sitting in, you know, the fear that we all are feeling they are. Um, they were drivers, you know, this past year in, in this other issue that plagues our country. And I feel like they'll continue to do that. And and they also understand, like, really astutely the idea of intersectionality. So for me, the film and what they do has always been bigger than Parkland or gun reform. They connected with Greta. Greta was, you know, uh, cites at the end of the movie that she was inspired by the Parkland uh, walkouts. So it has this reverberating effect of a, lar- a much larger youth movement to sort of uh, you know, and we have to stand beside them. It can't be all on their shoulders because they are young, and um, and um, they they need support. Sam, I want you to help educate us all. What is something that we should know about trauma now that you're it's it's years later, you're a little bit more mature. Something that would have helped you two years ago. Something that, that someone, parent, friend, anyone could have done or said uh, that really would have supported you in a way that maybe you didn't even know you needed at the time, but now you understand that you needed? Absolutely. I mean, I think probably more than anything that progress and healing is not linear. It's not this journey that just keeps going up and up. You don't just get better every single day. You know, there's days I'll go by and you feel great and there's days that'll go by and you feel the worst that you have so when it comes to you know promoting change or or within yourself or even around others like that's not going to happen tomorrow and and it may not even happen next week but with you know persistence and 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 trust with yourself and and people that you can trust as well who are aligned with your own ideas and goals and aspirations you can accomplish so much but but you can't rush that process. And, and, like, you know, much like the saying goes, wrong wasn't built overnight. So I gave myself patience and I gave myself time. And through that, I learned so much. And through the collaboration with people like Kim and people like, you know, the great people of March for Our Lives and all of these astounding projects and campaigns that have come out of this movement, with time, you, you see 
just how much trust and, and patience will, will accomplish you and hard work um, alongside with it. And so nothing will ever, you know, be the same for anybody, I think, when they go through a traumatic experience or a, a loss or a hardship. But there is still hope and there are still people out there who believe in your process and your progress and uh, who are willing to invest in it as long as you are too. So I think that's probably the most meaningful thing I've learned. And the reason that I keep fighting is because through my fight and through my passion and my action, I heal as well. And so that's one of the biggest things I want to promote in this coming year is this idea that, you know, you can turn your trauma into action. You can turn your worries and your doubts and your uncertainty into something productive and will in turn make the world a better place and a safer place for everybody else. Sam, how hard is the patience part? <laughs> oh, it's probably the worst part, honestly. Yeah. Um, there's nothing worse than this idea of not having control of, of an event and then it being something that dictates your life, right? So you want everything to be fixed tomorrow. You want things to get better. And if they don't, then you feel like there's something wrong with you. But the truth is, is that, you know, your circumstances are much larger than you are. And the things that you're surrounded by, your environment molds you. And this idea that you have control of that is, is impossible. And um, once you start accepting those impossibilities, those things that you can't control as, as, a, as an enhancement in your life instead of a controlling aspect, it becomes a lot easier to manage. But patience is a, is a virtue that I did not, I was not born with. Like, <laughs> that was something that I had to acquire over time. But I think, you know, with, with practice, it, it'll come. My guests are Kim Schneider. She's the director of the film Us Kids and Samantha Fuentes, Sam Fuentes, who is someone who's profiled in the film. She was a student at Parkland. So Kim, you know, it's very, um, you spend time talking about gun violence not just being in places that we see on TV and that it is a perpetual problem in many communities, communities of color. Did you always know you were going to include that in the film or was this something that as you started to report out this story became clearer to you? I did know that. Um, Whereas Newtown was a kind of moment in history and a kind of myopic view into one community Mm -hmm. and what it looks like with grief. Um, I did quickly, uh, you know, I was thinking along the way um, about the need to to understand that it's true that the media tends to focus on what only represents, what is it, 2% of of shooting gun deaths across America. And, uh, and in fact, two-thirds of those, I think, are suicides. So mm. it's inner-city uh, gun violence. And then when I joined up with the kids, it was just so early on, their most important message, which is shown in the film from Emma and others, to say, look, we got this spotlight, but it's not fair. Um, we are traumatized. This was horrible. But we recognize and through social media are connecting up, and that's what... It's interesting that makes it feel uh, like a real movement, not makes it feel that, that it is a movement, much like the ones we saw during the civil rights era um, and other times where you see this forging of real friendships, real relationships, and real mobilizing 
between people like Emma and Alex King in Chicago Mm -hmm. and Bria Smith in Milwaukee, who's been living with gun violence and fighting for this for years before Parkland. So I knew early on that I needed that, that the main focus was to amplify what the kids and anybody who watched excuse me, the march that day saw that that was the main focus on stage was to represent um, people from different places and different forms of gun violence and and people of color across America who were not getting um, the attention to to their their own losses. Before I let you go, Sam, how are you doing? What's going on? What color is your hair? (laughs) Uh, well, actually, believe it or not, it's mostly brown. We're treated to many colors of your hair in the film. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, uh, you can really see the growth, for sure. <laughs> um, well, things are great. Um, currently, social distancing, as all of you should practice. Um, in the next uh, few months, it's, it's going to be a rocky road. But besides that, um, I'm still being uh, persistent within my actions as a gun violence prevention activist. Um, as Kim was talking about earlier, uh, March for Lives, we have our, this new campaign coming out called Our Power, which is going to be um, you know, targeted towards survivors and people who've experienced trauma, being taught by other survivors, and it's something that I have, have a big hand in in the future. Hopefully that's something that's going to be um, piquing the interest and influence, influencing our 2020 election in the next coming months. Um, just keeping, you know, presence on social media, making sure people are educated. And unfortunately, a lot of my, like, traveling and my gigs have been canceled in the next couple of months, but uh, I'll hopefully be, whenever, as soon as possible, visiting universities and uh, conferences to do uh, more PowerPoints and more uh, keynotes and just being able to engage in person hopefully soon. But for now, my presence will be on social media and organizing from the comfort of my bedroom, unfortunately. (laughs) And, yeah, I'm just glad that today marks our two-year anniversary. It was a really proud moment for a lot of us, and it's just a great day to reflect on, you know, not just the the victories and the success that we've gotten out of this movement, but also just reflect on the lives that we've lost uh, due to gun violence, you know, on a daily basis, and think about, you know, how that affects us and, mm-hmm. and reflect honestly on it and think about what we can do for ourselves and for our, our, our friends and our neighbors in the future to create a, a, a safer and more sustainable America. And that's something hopefully I think all of us can reflect on today about something that I'm reflecting on and just lots of things that are pending in the future. Yeah, if you go to March for Our Lives Twitter page, you can learn more about our power. And Kim, before I let you go, the documentary showed at Sundance. It was meant to play at South by Southwest. Where does it stand now? Well, like so many of my colleagues that were in the class of Sundance 2020, you know, we we all have um, received our dozens of, you know, one-by-one cancellations of the next uh, six months of what was projected to be a festival run and a theatrical run, which, you know, I think we're all scrambling to be creative and figure out um, if we don't, you know, how we can take all of our lives, including this uh, online. Uh, we'll be we'll be rele- releasing soon plans for a release, uh, hopefully late summer, early fall, to time with um, critical end of the year and uh, do a lot, as I said, with the movement to. Um, 
to 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 to, to utilize the film alongside their efforts. And um, I do hope that um, you know people. Um, you know the, the hard. I think the hard thing is it's it's so hard to complain about anything right now. But you know we we make films to 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 bring community together and to experience these these things together. And, and it is so sad that we can't do that right now on so many levels. Um, we're all experiencing that, but we have to be creative about ways to do that virtually. And that's what we're behind closed doors. <laughs> Like sure. everybody else that I know in my industry, trying to figure out as we speak. Well, as I said, I think it was Maya Angelou said, every storm runs out of rain. So we, <laughs> we'll see what happens on the other side. Kim Schneider and Sam Fuentes, the name of the film is Us Kids. I'm pretty sure everyone will get to see it someplace real soon. Ladies, thanks so much for joining us on all of it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And everybody keep safe and healthy and distant. <laughs> All of it is supported by Majuri, makers of handcrafted, ethically sourced jewelry for every day that's made to last. Looking for the perfect Mother's Day present? Majuri has taken the guesswork out of gifting, offering everything from dainty 14K solid gold pieces to pearls, diamonds, gemstones, and more. Make it personal with an engraving, or if you can't decide, check out their curated gift guide. Let them take care of the rest, gift wrapping included. Get free shipping on all orders in the U.S. and Canada, plus easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to Missouri.com slash all of it or use code all of it for 10% off your first order. That's M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash all of it.